here we are. Okay, so before I start this whole interview, this whole episode, let me ask you guys a quick question. If today is the day where you always wanted to actually learn how to really fulfill your dreams and your goals by being an influential speaker, and also at the same time, what if I'm going to tell you that Mitch Carson is able to guide you through step-by-step process to help you to understand how is it going to be like and what is it going to be like to be a speaker from scratch and to where he is right now. All right. So today, it's really my honor and pleasure to have Mitch Carson in the house itself. Okay. 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 And also glad to be here. Yeah, glad to be here, man. And also at the same time, it's also our pleasure to have him to actually share a little bit more about the process. And also at the same time, how you can also be an instant celebrity speaker as well. Now, thank you so much for appearing on the show. I really great, appreciate it. Great to be here because you asked, it's brought us to where we are today. And I'm sitting yes. here in Singapore next yep. to you. You're yep. Singaporean. Yes, I am. Law. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes. I love that. Gets the, you know, I mean, Canadians say A, the Singaporeans say law, and I think the Malaysians copy you. Funny, I'm thinking something like a lawyer's going to show up. Law. Okay, great. Well, we're here. Yes. <laughs> yep. And and I uh, just want to let you know he's not a stand-up comedian. No worries. No, not at he all. Is. I'm sitting down and I'm comedic. <laughs> yes, he's a sit-down comedian. But yeah. uh, anyway, uh, to start things proper a little. So I just want to let you guys know that this gentleman over here is phenomenal because he has been on many different platforms before the Regacy show. And also at the same time, he's not just featured on any local papers or local news station, but he, is, he has been featured on Wall Street Journal, he has been featured on CNBC, CNN, and all the top channels around the whole entire globe. And not just that, he is also one hell of a mentor and a speaker that has garnered thousands of attention and not just that he has also been to the dubai and bahrain government to speak just like a couple of years back as well right yes. and before i actually uh, take up too much of the spotlight do you mind if you share more about who you are and what you do to the audience that's watching right now Name is Mitch Carson. I come from Los Angeles, California. Some refer to it as LA, but they might get confused with an area called Lower Alabama, where they speak a little bit different. Yes. But I'm from LA, which is Mm -hmm. the Hollywood accent, which is sort of neutral from California. Okay. And I have been living out of the US for about eight years now. Wow. Yeah, about eight years. I've lived in various countries. Okay. And I'm here uh, out of choice. Out of choice. Okay. Yeah. It's a cool. different lifestyle in Asia. Yeah. I mean, if you like warm weather, welcome to Asia. <laughs> <laughs> certainly there. Yes. And nice people. And, and certainly I've learned how to use chopsticks. You know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, Very it, it, well. I mean, it's almost people thinking, oh, how do you know how to do this? <laughs> Over a few years, you better learn how to use it or you get hungry. And you can see by my size, I'm not small. <laughs> so I love to eat. Yes. Especially Singapore is a paradise of 
a lot of food. Great cuisine. Great cuisines around here. And um, so other than you out living out of Singapore for mm -hmm. more than eight years. Out of, no, out of the U.S. Out of the U.S. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Singaporean, oh, I'm bad. American. Uh, out of uh, U.S. for yeah. more than eight years. Other than that, what, what do you actually do? Uh, I do a couple things. Mm -hmm. And I was asked this this morning by my, my good friend Joel. He said, how would you put together what you do? So if you were to put this on a sales page. Yes. I help people clarify their message. Okay. Either business owners, CEOs, coaches, consultants, speakers, authors, all of them I have mm -hmm. found struggle with describing what they do in a concise manner. So okay. I help people organize what they do to match their passion and for people to consume it in a way mm -hmm. that, oh, that's what you do. Number one. Number two is I take those professionals, mm -hmm. some of whom are speakers, yep. some are not. Okay. But those people then get them in front of newspapers, magazines, radio stations, which are now radio stations combined with television because they're broadcast yep. usually with three cameras, kind of like we are today, mm -hmm. via Facebook Live as the platform, yes. and real TV stations. Okay. And now we've embraced podcasts. So we get them positioned in front of all these platforms mm -hmm. so it launches their celebrity within five days. Whoa. I stick it all within a five day. I used to run events in seven of them in Dubai where mm -hmm. they were seven or eight day experiences. Yep. And I found that to be a little too long. Mm. People can okay. take off a week, but once you spill over, it gets a lot more challenging. True. So we do it all in five days, mm -hmm. train them to be effective in front of the media, okay. get them a press conference like we do in Manila. Some cities a little more difficult, but mm -hmm. where multiple reporters are interviewing them nice. all at the same time, asking them questions, making them feel important because they are. Mm -hmm. But it's also after we've prepared them to be interesting, so the press is interested mm -hmm. in who they are. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. This this is something that I believe you guys should check him out as well. His website and his social media links are all in the uh, in the caption below, so you can check it out as well. And I am just pretty curious. All these things that you've been doing, mm -hmm. is this something that you have always wanted to do when you're younger? Absolutely not. Oh, really? Absolutely not. I am okay. not doing what I envisioned I was supposed to do when I was a kid. Okay, so what did you envision yourself doing then? Oh, I think my first aspiration was to be a fireman. <laughs> fireman? Fireman, yeah. Okay. I thought the guys who climbed up the ladders, they seemed pretty cool. Oh, yes. You know, that was okay. about eight years old. Okay. And then I think it changed to a policeman the first time I got mugged at 10. And then I, did, I decided not to become a policeman. Uh -huh. You know, I thought fires are cool. Then, okay, well, <clears throat> if I could defend myself, then a policeman. No, that didn't, uh, that didn't last long. Uh, and then I thought about a career in business. I just didn't know what. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't know what. I mm -hmm. knew I liked the idea of engaging with people and had mm -hmm. been in various positions of sales. Yes. You know, and learned that I could do that pretty well, mm -hmm. all the time being, surprisingly, an extreme introvert. Oh. I value my time being alone quite a bit. Oh, and interesting. Okay. Going out and doing what I do today is the exact opposite of whatever I envisioned. Yes. It is the exact opposite, mm -hmm. but there's a story behind what I do. Oh, what is that? Well, when I was uh, 22, 
going to university, what we call a college in the U.S. Yes. Going to college, Correct. you guys say university here in Asia and other parts. and <laughs> yep. Same meaning. To yep. four-year university, I was attending the University of Southern California at that time in L.A. Mm -hmm. And... My mother was married uh, to my stepfather, whom I adored. He was a great man. Okay. And I got a call from her. She was terminally ill in the, in the hospital oh. and told me, she said, uh, Mitchell, your, you know, your stepfather, Larry, didn't show up when he was supposed to at the hospital. Would you go check on him? I'm concerned about him. Okay. So I went and drove over to their home and found him dead. Five weeks later, my mother died. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's a story. It's just a reality. I, this yeah, okay. is just part of who I am. Okay. Obviously, I went through a, a shocking period yeah. uh, because of this, and my life spiraled downward to where, fast forward, July 1st, 1984, okay. I recovered from all the drinking and alcohol abuse and drug addiction, everything I did to my own body oh. to where okay. I made the decision to live. As I had shared when you were attending yesterday, it's my story. I made the yep. decision to live because I was going to die based on the track I was going through. Yes. And this is the short version, but it led me to sharing about my story of recovery. Mm -hmm. For many years, I traveled and spoke at different meetings around Los Angeles, sometimes outside of California, sharing mm -hmm. what I did in order to be re recovered. Okay. To feel good about myself again because there were times, most of the time, when I didn't. You know, yeah. I felt pretty, pretty horrible about yes. my situation, and it was a lot of poor me. And then I started to realize the way to get over poor me is by giving to others. Yeah, correct. And that got me out of my own pity pot into mm -hmm. the giving pot. Mm, giving pot. Okay. And I was speaking for free for ten years until some point someone offered me money to go and speak at one of their uh, company functions. Offered me five hundred dollars. Okay. Five hundred dollars for a fee that was a fee $500 and he paid my plane fare to fly to Seattle Whoa. stayed in a nice hotel nice. and I thought isn't this cool I spoke for 90 minutes not even no 60 minutes gave a keynote address mm -hmm. 60 minutes to a group of business owners mm -hmm. in Seattle okay and then all of a sudden I got three or four clients out of this doing what I did and I Whoa. said Okay. This is a no-brainer. I kind of like this. I got paid, got to fly first-class travel, yep. left L.A., flown up to Seattle, Washington, mm -hmm. got picked up at the airport, thought, wow, really felt like a celebrity. I, I want some more of this. <laughs> so okay. more of it came. And then I got invited to speak elsewhere. Then it created this big avalanche of business. Nice. And it shaped my entire life differently mm -hmm. because I left speaking for free, and I still speak today for free, to go around to meetings, places where I'm invited to speak, share my my recovery story, which I do willingly and would not accept money for that because that's okay. a passion project and yes. will always do that and be of mm -hmm. service. The other aspect, when I'm commercial, mm -hmm. I do expect to get paid because that's how I eat and maintain this less than perfect body. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, and I enjoy myself. So it's a... And I'm able to, at this point in my career, speaking for 35 years, I'm mm -hmm. able to impart what I've learned on this journey to others. Oh, wow. Okay. That, that is very impressive, I would say. I mean, like doing this for 10 years for free, and then you actually got paid, and then after that, you started to get more, even more paid speaking gigs. Right? Yes. But prior to getting all these paid speaking gigs, and because you said 
you were having this 10 years of free speaking. Correct. Right? Uh, were there any struggles while you were actually building your brand up? Your, well, your the 10 years as a free speaker, mm -hmm. there was no brand build up. Okay. It was just something I did and it was expected of me and I felt willing to do this. It wasn't even a, an expectation. I felt morally obligated because it saved mm -hmm. my life. Okay. And it was all about uh, the program of mm -hmm. me helping other people because that's what sustains it. Yep. There was no desire, I didn't even think about personal branding okay. until I became a paid professional. Then I realized, oh my gosh, I need a book. I need to embrace, this is way pre-social media. Okay. I need to have good photos. I need to have yes. good footage of me speaking. I need mm -hmm. to have all these elements that meeting planners or organizers, event organizers request of you to use in their marketing materials. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I started to embrace media, learned about media, mm -hmm. because that bolsters the brand of a person. Yeah. Being I covered, think. look, I'm going to use this broadcast today, this podcast, this video broadcast that's now going out here. You've got a unique way of marketing this. I'm <laughs> going to do this going forward. Okay, And, cool. you know, hire a, a videographer with six kids like you did. Same thing. <laughs> so, five. So hire, five. Yo, five kids. Well, he's got one on the way and he doesn't know it yet. You know, it's, <laughs> Five plus one coming. That's six in my math. How about in Singapore? Oh yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to implement what I've seen you do. This is a professional delivery today of a podcast. Yeah. Most are recorded over Zoom. That's yes. how I conduct mine. I'm changing. I'm following you. And oh, wow. I think Thank one you. of the keys, though, mm -hmm. in life, if you're a great teacher, is you've got to even be a better student. Yes. And I'm learning from you today. Now you're, I know, just three weeks older than me. Just Asians never age, you know. But I'm learning from you. I'm learning from you how to do something better in my daily practice, weekly practice of, of recording all these podcasts. And I say that with sincerity. I'm always learning from people that are 20, 30 years younger. I know you're just like five years younger, but I look good on camera. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, definitely you look good in camera and yeah. that's why you had hundreds and thousands of interviews coming all to you since day one when you got paid and after that you got even they more. started rolling, yes. Yeah, it started start rolling uh, and also at the same time, you know, just now you were sharing some parts of the struggles mm -hmm. where you were actually having to face drugs, alcohol, um, abuse and also at the same time you were not paid for 10 years to be a speaker and, mm -hmm. and then after that you got you got the opportunities coming over and of course there are certain price point that you hope to have but in the end they didn't actually give you that particular price price point when you were just starting for example no I mean um, it was a it was 500 bucks was $500 more than I'd ever received before okay so I don't look at it I would there's no negotiation I just said okay you know this is before <laughs> I wore glasses I didn't have to take my glass but I you know big eyes said okay sure okay. and he offered plane fare okay and okay. a one night stay at a five-star hotel okay included breakfast I said okay all right. And he took me to lunch. I didn't dip into my pocket for anything. Wow. And brought me up and I spoke to his group and elevated him because he mm -hmm. brought an out-of-town expert. And I realized, mm -hmm. oh, this is how this game works. Oh. Perception yes. is the reality. Correct. That's Perception of an out-of-town expert. Was mm -hmm. I a great speaker compared to what he could have hired locally? 
I think I was decent at that point. Mm -hmm. I wasn't as skilled. I didn't know the professional game. Mm -hmm. Where I spoke previously was all about sharing from the heart. This is what happened to me, how I recovered, and this is what you can do to improve and do yep. what I've done. Mm -hmm. Not in a commercial application. It's my first commercial application of explaining what I do in a business context, mm -hmm. and I had a lot to learn. A completely different process okay. of persuasion, yeah. where to sell, how to get people on board, yep. very different. I had okay. already overcome the fear of speaking. Okay. That's just the first baby step. Yes. Crafting a presentation for commercial purposes, mm -hmm. oh, big difference. Definitely. Big difference, big difference. Live audience, doing this, doing a podcast to sell, doing a live presentation to sell, mm -hmm. webinar selling, all very, very different. Okay, well, this, this is something that I, I truly believe it's always about the process of yes. being somebody that was once a disaster become a master. Well, that's a good saying. So disaster yep. to master. We, yes. look, we work in contrast in marketing. It's like before and after, and disaster after, yes. to master. I'm going to borrow that. Thank you. <laughs> See, I've learned a second thing today. Yeah, definitely. No okay. worries. And More to come, I'm sure. Definitely more to come, especially yesterday we talked about Albert Einstein and also at the same time the hairstyle and how we can actually get it through Albert Einstein hair barbershop. Well, but it's also <laughs> perception. It's interesting. Yeah. I've shown that Albert Einstein picture quite a few times in yeah. my presentations. Uh -huh. You're the first person that didn't say smart. <laughs> you addressed his hair. Oh, yes. So you're a visual person. So you thought, okay, his funky hairdo that didn't come from Vidal Sassoon. You yep. thought, okay, hairdo. Not, yes. this is the smartest man re re that ever lived, yeah, reportedly. Yeah, who knows if that's true? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Most publicized intellect. Yes, correct. So, you know, going through all these struggles, I believe there must be someone or something that kept you going, right? W was there anyone that kept you going while you were on this, I would say, lonely journey of becoming where you are right now. Yeah, I have to give credit to a few of my mentors and let's just say big brothers slash father figures, guides in my life. Oh, okay. Uh, and one of whom I can't ignore who was my uh, Taekwondo master. Taekwondo master. Taekwondo master in LA. Okay. Uh, I started with him when I was uh, 14 years old. His name is Master Jun Chong. I haven't Jun talked Chong. Jun okay. Chong. He's out okay. of Los Angeles. I can't uh, say enough about him. Okay. He was hardcore from Seoul, Korea, kept me on path until I got my first black belt and oh. was a hard, disciplined man, focused man. So I learned hard work and discipline from him. I must nice. give him proper credit. I always credit my mentors. Yes. And he was a, a my teacher. I mean, you know, the mentor word gets thrown around a little bit. Uh, yes. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yep, we'll Where, get into that. Okay, what is a mentor versus what is a, is a teacher yes. versus someone who attends one of my workshops? Am I their mentor? No. I don't claim that title. Mm -hmm. Mentor, as a title, mm -hmm. is something that is agreed upon in advance where you've earned that title or the mentee refers to you as their mentor. Yes. I think it has to come from the mentee addressing the mentor. Hmm. The mentor right. doesn't say, I'm your mentor. Yeah. It's the mentee must say, and this is again my set of values when it comes mm -hmm. to mentor. If 
you have helped somebody, mm -hmm. they can say, that person helped me. Yes. And I want to bring up a recently sensitive matter, if we can, if this is the time for I it. I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind. I have a very good friend named Joel Bauer in Los Angeles, and I hope he sees this recording when it's done. Yep. He, he, he told me he will okay. be watching. Yep. He's somebody I met, I think, around 2002. We okay. met each other through a man named Martin Howie who introduced us. Okay. Joel was an incredible presenter mm -hmm. and trade show magician and a corporate speaker. Corporate. Meaning he spoke at big corporation mm -hmm. sales functions, year-end parties. He entertained yep. the crowd and imparted wisdom. He was a fantastic and still is mm -hmm. keynote speaker. Yes. He so is. he was already a professional 10 times over on stage. I mean, spoke for some of the biggest brands. Mm -hmm. I introduced him to the entrepreneur small business world, solopreneur entrepreneur world. We mm -hmm. met. I said, you've got incredible skills. You ought to come to an event I'm speaking at in Las Vegas next mm -hmm. weekend, put on for a dental marketing conference. So why don't you come with me? We found out we lived just a few, you know, minutes apart in the same city. Oh, back in LA, we met in okay. Phoenix, and we were both there. It just happened to be we're uh, the same age, and oh, yeah, okay. five weeks apart or so. I'm older, and I I let him re you know remember <laughs> that, so he has to listen to me. <laughs> and I introduced okay. him to that world. All right. Okay. Never have I claimed to be his mentor. Never. And this is on record. People mm -hmm. then have taken the relationship of me introducing him to this person. He pays me proper historical reference of Mitch introduced me and opened all these doors to me. I brought him to Australia to events I was promoting over there. Mm -hmm. I got him on Dan Kennedy's stage. I got yep. him on Joe Polish's stage. I got nice. him, I got him, I got him. And I did open all these doors for him. Mm -hmm. Fully on credit. Yep. But was the relationship mentor-mentee? He never referred to me as his mentor okay. because that wasn't the relationship. Yes. I guided him, yes, into the entrepreneur market and introduced him. So mm -hmm. this is on the record. Nobody can dispute, oh, I said this, I said that. It's on the record live. And just yes. so he knows and he'll see it, yep. people have said, oh, you're Joel's mentor because he said this about you. No. He never addressed me as such. Yes. We're friends, yep. and I guided him in his early years, and he is every bit the expert that he is today. Mm, so nice. unless someone says, I'm their mentor, I'm not. Oh. Okay? okay? Many refer to me, like in Kuala Lumpur, I've trained quite a few Chinese Malaysians. Okay. Many of whom refer to me as their mentor. Mm -hmm. I accept that because they made the reference. Yes. They also call me Sifu because they're okay. Chinese, so it yes. goes back to their heritage. Mm -hmm. They use that. If okay. they call me Sensei, I'm going to say you're mixing it up with Japan. <laughs> so unless yeah. people call me that, mm -hmm. I'm not that. Okay. Is that fair? So that is my fair. assessment of the word. And guru, I don't even like that. I'm not not one percent uh, of of Indian race. So that's directly related to those people from that part of Asia. So okay. I'm not a guru. I don't like that word. It has negative connotations and I don't okay. sit like this. Nothing. I'm okay. just a regular guy who yep. loves helping and teaching people. Mm -hmm. Fair? And work as a guide. And if they want to call me mentor, that's their choosing. Yes. I don't force that label on anybody. Definitely. And I think it's an important distinction to make. Yes. Well, that, that is amazing. And... I, I truly believe for those who are actually mm -hmm. watching right now and who are still tuning in right now, thank you so much for tuning in. And we were actually just talking about his journey and also at the same time, the meaning of mentor. Because a lot of times, many people 
kept phrasing it as as if it is something that is I would say mainly being used as a uh, a teacher or, or something else but in actual word is just an advisor someone who just guide you or just gave advice and that's it and it's not somebody <coughs> who taught in an event and then you say oh I went through this event so he's my mentor and Baloney. He kept uh, saying about oh <laughs> this person is that person is and then uh, if, if it's me right I would have said Mitch Carson Gary V and Grant Cardone are my mentors and then they will be like what right and and then people will start to ask me to for my bank account my credit card and everything else right so I wouldn't say that these people are my mentors but I would say that these are someone that have shown me light these, well that's fine yes. I've shown you some light you've educated me on this show things I've learned already that I'm yep. an implement are you my mentor no. Yes. You're no, you're a, a new friend that yeah. I've met. We're learning from each other. Yes. Mentor needs to be something that someone uses as a title. Yes. In I agree. my opinion. I don't mm -hmm. know what Webster's dictionary has for the definition, <laughs> yeah. and I frankly don't care. <laughs> I'm giving you the Mitch version yes. description. The and Mitch that's mine. Version. And that yep. is mine. And I just wanted to clear the air because there were mm -hmm. some tensions about the misuse of the word. Yes. And it's over. Yes, we've, we've cleared it. We've settled it. And also at the same time, I am really wondering this thing uh, for quite some time. Like, I have always been wondering, especially some of my peers and some of my followers that's watching, tuning in, they, they have always been thinking about going from a nobody to a somebody, yes, someone that has no influence at all, to someone who's influential, or uh, probably they can actually get unknown uh, to known. Yeah, unknown to known, getting uh, probably uh, media attention or sponsorships attention. Like uh, for for me, not to brag, but just to share. Uh, recently, I've been uh, sponsored by a watch brand, which is. Uh, based in Singapore, oh, it's nice. called Coupe de Co. So this, this something like this. Oh wow! I yes. get one too for being on this show. Thank you, Coupe de Co. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <coughs> so <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> so, so, I, I'm curious, right? What are the actual steps, or probably a three-step process for these guys and girls who want to actually be known, be someone that has never been talked about before positively to someone that has been talked positively about and also to share with other people. It's a great question and I'm more than qualified to answer that yes. because this is what I teach day in, day out. Yep. And day in, day out. Number one, number one guys, mm -hmm. clarify your message. Who are you? What do you do? And how okay. can you benefit people such that they want to do business with you? Yep. So here's my pitch. Okay. It's my elevator pitch. And it will deselect the people that don't qualify to do business with me. And okay. that the purpose of a defining statement, which is your USP, unique selling yep. proposition, unique positioning statement, there are many names and acronyms yep. I can use, is I help CEOs, speakers, authors, coaches, and consultants become the number one person in their niche or category who are unknown, become known, so they can spend more time with their families, make more profits faster, and live the life they've only dreamt about living. Wow. That is my positioning statement because 
that will then lead to, that statement will lead to the next question, which is, how do you do that? Or tell me more. Those are the two things I'm looking at. How do you do that? Or tell me more. And mm. if they don't say either of those, boom, I'm out of there. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> Stage left, out of there. Or, yeah. you know, the, the elevator stopped and I get off and we go our own way. Because if they just nod their head, okay, maybe they're an employee who has no interest in becoming that. That's okay. My service isn't for everybody. It's only for the people I describe. Yes. And that I, so I, that's step 1. They must clarify their message to hook the right audience. Step okay. number 2, and it's important, it's important, it's important. Write a book. Write a book. Write a book. It's okay. still a huge business card and it's simpler and easier than it ever was before to get yep. a book published. Mm -hmm. There's something called Amazon, uh -huh. you know, writing an ebook that is tossed away and is poorly written and bad grammar. No, don't do that. That will blemish your brand. Yes, So definitely. step two would be to write a book. Number three, get in the media because you got to have a book to get into the media. And the media plus a book will elevate you permanently higher than all your competition who haven't embraced the process. Nice. Wow. Those would be the three easy steps. There are many more. Then you should embrace social media and blah, 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 blah. You know, that, that's a whole separate segment. Yeah, but those definitely. are the three critical mm -hmm. keys, I would say. Stool legs, in order to feel balanced, is like, okay, you need three mm -hmm. legs to the stool. Those yes. are the three. Okay, wow, that's impressive. And if you guys want to know more, more steps, go and follow Mitch on social media, on his Facebook, Instagram, or even comment below that you want to know so that we can actually get him to reply to you or you can even private message him as well later on. On the Ma Mitch Carson official Facebook. Yes. And uh, I believe you have some props. And, yes, I do. And, I'm always propped. And what are those props for? Well, I'm known as the rubber chicken man <laughs> because this is the best prop I use when I work with speakers that are riddled with fear because this oh. is the recipient of all fear. <coughs> mm -hmm. It serves as a conduit of fear here and I have them squeeze it <coughs> usually just three times because three, three is times. enough. Okay. It's got lips, it makes a sound, it's funny looking and I've yet to find the most uptight person in the world and they do exist that doesn't at least crack half a smile uh -huh. And if they don't crack a full smile, I come up and squeeze it at them and say, it's your turn to squeeze the chicken <laughs> and try not to laugh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're smiling. You're a fun guy. So that's yeah, prop number one. It's okay. a great one. Mm -hmm. And one of the other ones that I enjoy quite a bit uh -huh. is that I use these is for somebody that lacks courage or strength or confidence. I say Ultraman. Ultraman. Okay. For those of you in the West don't know what this uh -huh. is. This is the Asian equivalent of Superman. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. I hadn't heard about it till I came to Asia. Ultraman, <laughs> what makes him unique, where Superman stays one side, Ultraman becomes huge, mm -hmm. huge. He grows and he protects not only Tokyo, he protects Shanghai, he protects yep. Singapore, he's flexible, and he is huge. So he's the Asian equivalent of Superman. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, I mean, he, and he could be genderless. You don't know. He's got bug eyes and <laughs> you don't know what it is. It's Ultraman. It could be Ultra Woman. It comes in different colors. Uh, they, they have Ultra Woman as well. Oh, do it they? It comes in different... Uh, different, different color? Okay, as well. so that's Ultraman. Why don't you okay. hold him? Okay. Don't 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 neglect him because he can grow big and, and do things to you. <laughs> and then I like to use different little pieces that are interactive, like this mm -hmm. bow and arrow right here. Yeah. If you're targeting the right clients, mm -hmm. you're going to have better success 
than if you use buckshot. But if you use something with precision, I don't want to shoot the camera, I might break it. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, yeah, no, you don't want to, oh, shoot this one? Okay. Oh, yeah, you can okay. shoot, 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 uh, shoot. Shoot there? Shoot okay, there, yeah. we're going to shoot there. Oh, no, no, no you don't shoot. shoot, he says. Okay, okay oh, shoot yeah, over there. Shoot I'll shoot over there. here. Okay. But watch this. One, two, three. It's All cute. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But the props create engagement. Yes, I People agree. like it because we were all kids at one time. I was a kid a long time ago. Definitely. But at least we use these to elicit the fun in people. Yeah, and it keeps them involved. And yep. it's a great little vehicle mm -hmm. to anchor a point. Yes, I totally agree. I mean, I, I believe... You're still holding Ultraman. Of course. Yeah. Uh, it's protecting me. Come yeah, on. And yeah. th this light is uh, beeping soon. Eh? Yes. <laughs> Got a battery for you later. Okay, cool. So basically, I've actually gotten people who are very interesting, very creative. One of them who came before you was actually a, I would say, uh, how do I put it? He, he can mix different voice, different... Uh, he can make different kind of sounds as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he, what he does is like uh, he, he can actually do Bugs Bunny. Okay. Mickey Mouse. He can do a lot of stuff. I, I can't do that. Oh, yeah. That's, that's I can sound American. Yes. <laughs> and but, I'll continue. But not Singaporean. Yeah. Okay, law. <laughs> okay, law. Yeah. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> okay. So a anyway, I mean, using props is one of the most, I would say, significant way to draw the attention of the audience. Indeed. We, without props... Yeah, unless if you can do a uh, beatbox or uh, you can do those voiceover kind of sound like what Pacholo did uh, during the last episode, then by all means. But if you are able to actually use props to capture the attention of not just the media, uh, but please don't bring Ultraman in front of a newspaper article and then post it like that, you know, it, it, it will be a bit, a bit weird. <laughs> And it will be a bit cranky uh, at, at that point of time. So probably instead of you being positively featured on the media, the ambulance is coming, the police are coming, <laughs> and the next moment you'll be grabbed away from the Ultraman as well. So okay. that, well. That, that, that wouldn't be helpful. But you must know when to use the prop. You must know when to use it well. Because not every prop will help you at, at a certain point of time. But of course, for now, this interview, his props work brilliantly. And especially yesterday's event, it worked even better. Right? No, I'm it, glad. I'm yeah. glad you enjoyed it because you of participated course. well and had fun. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Talking about uh, Barack Obama, then in the end we talked about how we went to the gym together <clears throat> and many other, many other fun things which I'll be posting up on Facebook uh, pretty soon. We'll see how it goes, when it will be up. So all these are actually amazing tools that you can use and also at the same time I just want to um, check with you yeah. like this will be the final question that I'm gonna ask okay the final question is this very simple okay if today is gonna be your last day on earth what will you share with the audience that's listening watching right now if it's gonna be my last day on earth Yes, your last day, not mine. Okay, yeah, you are younger. <laughs> We've established that. Okay. Five weeks younger. Yes, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> if it's my last day on Earth, yes. time by far is, and I have learned this as I have 
added the years. Time by far mm -hmm. is the greatest commodity. It is the greatest, yes. the most underappreciated part of our existence. Time is everything. Doesn't matter when you're under 30, most of the people just waste time like it's endless. No, but it creeps up on you. And boy, I don't ever think I want to turn back the clock. People say, you know, I'd like to be 30 again with what I know now. It's impossible. Why spin our minds that way? It's not going to happen. Yes. I'm the age I am and that I've accepted it. Yeah. It's value your time. Mm -hmm. People who waste your time, delete. Yes, I Time do. wasters and negative people delete them. We are at choice. Some people say, oh, I can't because they're family. Well, I've got some family. I had family in the past that were negative. Parasitic sucks. They're not part of my life anymore okay. simply because we're here for this brief period of time. Who mm -hmm. knows what goes on next? That's another separate discussion. Yep. I'm not going to get into that. But while you're here on earth, mm -hmm. value your time because you'll have plenty of time to sleep later, sleep less, live your passions, yes. embrace those that uh, care for you and love you, because mm -hmm. that's may sound cliche, so true, so true. A lot of these cliches do apply. And yeah, I agree. All kidding aside, my last day, I would say, go and do something you've only contemplated doing, and mm. make it happen. Make it your reality. Nice. Wow, that is really powerful. Well, with that, I would like to thank you for coming thank you on for the having show. Me. And also at the same time, entertaining us with the props and the jokes as well. And not Those just are extra. You're going to pay for those later. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, I believe uh, we can go to Chinatown later on to okay. buy more, more chicken. Yeah, more you. chickens. <laughs> yes. So with that, I hope you guys have been really empowered and inspired. Even though it's a Sunday over here or a Saturday in the US and other parts of the world that you're tuning in right now, I really appreciate your, I would say, your support. And at the same time, I really appreciate your time with us because you only live once as you. You only live once as... Mitch, you only live. Mm. I only live once as Raisin Chu, right? I cannot live as Patrick. I can't live as SpongeBob. I can't live as anything else, right? But I can only live once as myself. So, if you guys have always wanted to do something, and you are so afraid of doing it, go. Just, Just do go. it. Just do it. Just do it. He has put the tiger, tiger's tail before. He has sit sat on top of the crocodile before. Uh, he has not swim, swam with the sharks yet. So no, I will. <laughs> I will. He has not played with the hyenas yet. But so. I've swam with lawyers, and they're very shark-like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, I would like to wish each and every one a great evening ahead and a great afternoon or morning, whichever uh, time time you are watching and tuning into right now. I really appreciate it, and stay tuned for more. Stay tuned for next week. We might have a few more distinguished guests from US, from Canada that's coming live on the show. So stay tuned. All right. So with that, thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to the Ragsy Show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it has added value to you. And stay tuned for more. Take care. Ciao.